while March may be Epilepsy Awareness Month, my goal is to do more than just bring awareness about the fact that epilepsy sucks. Because everybody with epilepsy can all agree, epilepsy sucks. Everybody, every friend, family member can agree that epilepsy sucks. But what I want to bring awareness to is really that there's more to life than epilepsy. That there's more that you can do with your life. That even with all these struggles, all these ups and downs, that there's a chance, there's a possibility for you to do more, for you to be your own uh, superior doctor, for you to become the next best version of yourself. And this requires training. Soldiers go to boot camp. People go to college so they can get a specialty and a skill. And that's the same thing about trying to be the best version of yourself in life. You need awareness to what you can do to be the best version of you. This is Alma Wayne Myers, and you are listening to Epilepsy Hell to Epilepsy Well. Why not do something about it? This has been an interesting week. Uh, I think for the most part, part of it's been recovery. Last weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I did this really cool class with Dean Grazi OC and his crew. Uh, We had some some stuff from Tony Robbins as well that was pre-recorded that was really good. I'd seen it before at the World Summit, but it's good information, good content, good to go over some stuff. Um, But at the event, I mean, honestly, it was great, except for the occasional random things. Like, personally, I'm not a racist human being. Um, So I find it disappointing and saddening and disheartening when other people, you know, do racist things. Like, it's just too bad. It's too bad. It's disappointing. So there's this one guy who was up on... Got brought up on the stage. They were talking about his uh, his offer, who it is his target audience is, who it is he likes to help. And his target audience was minorities and women, which basically excludes white men. And I was like, dude, that's jacked up. Like, are you scared of white men? Or like, what's up? Why are white men the only ones that are like excluded? Um, because we're the, I guess, majority for the moment in the America continent. I don't know how long that will last, but it's just whatever. So it can only help not white people. So everybody's like, oh, don't worry. He'll probably still help you anyways. And I'm just like, I'm not really worried. But how would it make you feel if I made a class for white people with blonde hair and blue eyes? I mean, they already have an organization like that. It's called the Ku Klux Klan. Um, We also have some other organizations, you know, I mean, whatever, right? So, I mean, that's kind of racist, right? Most people would agree that that would be racist. So the opposite of that is also racist by default, right? You can agree that that's just some racist nonsense. It shouldn't exclude people just because they have a certain color skin. It's pretty sad. I mean, I understand if you're, you know, a black woman or a black man trying to help other struggling black people in your community because that's your community. I mean, I totally get that. Or if you're Mexican and you're working on your Mexican community, that's where you live. Or, you know, if you're a white person and you're surrounded by white people, if you're in a mixed ethnic place and you're working on your mixing pot, because that's the best way I like it is we got a bunch of cultures that just come together 
and they bring the best of their culture to the table and leave all the, the nonsense and the BS behind let go of all the dogma and all that other crap it makes life so much easier. So anyways, it was a good class. I just thought it was uh, too bad that that was, you know, something so prevalent, you know, in a lot of these, these situations and he was like praised for his fucking target audience. I'm just like, this is sad, sad, so sad, but all right. So just so you know, uh, I love everybody. I used to call myself an equal hate opportunist because I realized it didn't matter what color you were, what race you were, what age you were, if you're a man, a woman, whatever, that everybody had the same chance to be a piece of shit. I mean, my parents showed me starting off at a very young age that they could both be a piece of shit. And it didn't matter what I was going through. If they were upset, they were going to let me know. So, um... Yeah, just don't... They're white. They're both white. So, I mean, it can't be like, oh, it's all the black people's fault. My parents hate me. No, dude, see, racism sucks. It's stupid. I can't even say it. I mean, it's, you know, this whole thing where people want to get paid for something that their grandparents or great-grandparents went through is pretty, pretty sad, too. But, I mean, I guess everybody wants to find a way to make some money somehow without earning it, right? Um, I don't know. Whatever. Oh, so yeah, it was a great class. Uh, really enjoyed it. I was talking with Danny Cohen. Uh, we're going to be talking with him later this afternoon. He was also in the class. It's a high impact accelerator, impact accelerator course. We're just trying to figure out ways that we can finance our dreams and make them a bigger deal because you need money to do a lot of stuff. I mean, I want to do some research projects and most of these research projects cost millions of dollars. You got to hire the doctors, you got to Make sure you get the insurance. You got to provide all the gear and the stuff that you're researching with. And, and it can cost a lot of money. So I realized that money is not, you know, the root of all its evil. Money is the root of expression. So if you've got, well, money is how you express your dreams. So if you've got big, amazing dreams of helping people, you need a lot of money to be able to help more and more people. So a million dollars just isn't going to be enough. Like, seriously, we need to raise like $10 million, maybe $100 million to do some better research that is like with the Chinese herbs and with acupuncture and it's integrative. And so people are getting the best of everything instead of just getting, you know, sloppy seconds or whatever the hell it is that, you know, is going on here. It feels like oftentimes you're, you're, somebody's putting on a used condom and just fucking in the ass. So it's great. When you're dealing with systems that like aren't there to support you. So, man, that's the whole point. That's why I decided I was going to do the Drug Free Epilepsy Foundation was because there needs to be way more support out there. More understanding that you are the master of you. It doesn't matter if you're on a drug and the drug works, if you're on a drug and the drug doesn't work, or, you know, you're not on drugs and, you know, because the drugs doesn't work, doesn't matter. Like you are responsible to decide what is the best course of action for yourself. I can't tell you, you need to quit taking the drugs. That is not my place. It is not my place to tell you to take the drugs either. You know, the doctors can advise you. They're there to advise you and guide you along the way. The word doctor is Latin for teacher. Not drug dealer. 
But oftentimes, you might find yourself with a drug dealer and not a teacher. So what I'd like to do here along the way is I'm going to have to reach out to some neurologists and some epidemiologists and epididymologists. That word is a mouthful. So if you don't know, neurologists specialize in neurology, and that means uh, all kinds of neurological conditions, with epilepsy being the third to the fifth largest neurological condition in the world, it is not the first or second. So therefore, there's other things, and it's also not the fourth or, you know, it's not the, the ones under it. There's a lot of neurological conditions. So they don't specialize in epilepsy, they specialize in the nervous system. So an epitomologist, they specialize in epilepsy. So they're a neurologist that's gone to approximately two years extra training and obtained a specialty in epilepsy because man, epilepsy, like I said, it's one of the third to fifth largest neurological disorders in the world. And most neurologists don't understand what's going on with it. You need to have a deeper understanding. And, you know, I personally don't think I've met one yet. It sounds like that might have been an amazing conversation back when I was actually interested in trying to get help as opposed to being my own help. So those of you who are still looking for questions and answers, I mean, seriously, your doctor's not giving you what you want, what you need. Try to get yourself an epididymologist. Uh, man, what a mouthful. So, yeah, that's that's my high recommendation. Um, if you're wanting to deal with somebody that is a doctor and a specialist and hopefully isn't a, as big of a drug dealer, that they understand, like, hey, you know, you can do diet and exercise and take care of yourself like you matter, and you're going to feel a whole lot better because... Uh, it doesn't matter what you do. Being the best version of yourself always feels good. So, all right. Back in a second with uh, another topic. So my girlfriend's from Ukraine. So you can imagine she's a little, a little stressed out for the last week or whatever it's been going on with uh, her homeland being invaded. And, you know, she's from a place over by Kiev. So she's, you know, watching her hometown being bombed and stuff. So... Yeah, she's she's been really stressed out and really unhappy, and I can totally understand. She's got family over there still, people she knows, and man, this isn't really anything you want to see happen anywhere. It's even worse when you're just like, I know that place, I've been there, and man, it's it's sad, it's unfortunate. You know, I've been watching her just stress out on the news stuff, the social media stuff, you know, just trying to figure out what's going on, because she knows like the real BDS. She knows. Russia's doing a lot of propaganda. There's a lot of stuff being suppressed and, and all this stuff going on. So, and I can understand that, you know, things are a little stressful around here. And I'm trying to find ways to, to help out with stress, anxiety, and depression, and, and all the other stuff that we go through. Uh, you know, I was dealing with depression for a couple months, and I was trying to get something going to help with that before. And so I managed to find something uh, yesterday. I've been trying to do this. It was actually pretty cool. But, you know, we walk in the door and we're looking around and Ina's like, not sure. She just, I don't, I don't think I want to do this. I don't want to sign up. Tiny, you know, it's not really a tiny spot. This is, this is kind of a smaller place and the way that it's set up is definitely different from, you know, most places. It was actually kind of cool to me. So manager's a little nervous because she's not committed. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to go 
step over here and we'll let you guys work this out. And uh, I was carrying cash on me like usual and had to go put it back in the bank because uh, I do that. Uh, so I go put the money in the bank because they don't take cash. And uh, we go ahead and pick up our boxing gloves and our other kit and stuff and sign up for a class. And, you know, I told her along the way, and this is like, this is what I'd say to all of you. Same thing. You know, she's, she's leery about this gym. I found this boxing gym. It's like really cool to me. So it's done by uh, Mayweather. Um, he's a, you know, boxing, heavyweight boxing champion. Got a nice little system set up. So there's a place to do some circuit training. So you go from station to station with, you know, about four of you at each station. And uh, it, it comes out. Uh, it's pretty fun, actually. So. Um, we're walking up to the bank and I'm asking her, I'm like, Hey, aren't, are you tired of doing the same thing? I was like, I've gone to regular gyms. I've done all these different workouts. I've done all this stuff. I've done yoga and Tai Chi and all kinds of stuff. Like I, like Pilates kind of worked into my system the way that I do my home exercises, but I'm bored. I want something new. I want to learn something new. I want to do something I haven't done before. So I got her sold on the whole being tired of just doing the same thing over and over and over. Like, it gets boring, doesn't it? I'm asking you, too. You. It gets boring sometimes, doesn't it? Just doing the same thing over and over and over. And that's why we got to come up with things that help us feel better, feel good about ourselves, you know, feel good about the people in our lives, you know, feel good about being able to get back out into the world and do a lot more. Uh, with it, with your life, with the people in your life, with the places, uh, things you get to see and do. I mean, it's awesome. It's amazing what I've been able to do. And, you know, as long as I'm taking care of myself, sticking to my routine, you know, trying to follow through with, uh, you know, my little uh, attention to detail that is required to manage your seizures and keep everything at the focal aware seizure stage also known as a aura <coughs> but yeah after that workout it was really good it was really really good really hot really sweaty lots of energy it was amazing like going to work out like that and just having all this energy afterwards like i could definitely see doing this and uh, getting back to being way more focused way more active with everything in my life i could even see myself getting to a point where i could probably go back to treating people and not feel weird uh from touching them like honestly it just felt so good so i'm telling you if you're you're not doing something to make yourself feel good if you're not moving around enough you need to if you're stuck in your house it helps to be able to get out a little bit to find some people to be around because i think that was part of the selling point is you've got these other people here doing this class with you and they're we're all working at it it's all kind of new for most of us probably the first time at this class because these were uh, vip classes for those of us that signed up like a while ago i signed up like in last year I probably might even told you about it last year about a boxing gym but they've been waiting to get all of the uh inspections and everything so they could open up it's just been latched taking so long it's unreal but starting on monday regular classes start up and you're going to see ina and i over there uh 
regularly because that was a lot of fun. We both agree we had a lot of fun, a lot of energy. You know, I I went to bed at nine o'clock, like I do when I'm all like feeling good. Um, I was actually sat down to try to turn to uh, watch a movie or play a game or something. And I was just like, you know what? I don't even want to do this right now. It just sounds better to go to bed. Went to bed, got up at five o'clock. About like my favorite time to get up. Nine to five is kind of a good little sleep schedule. You know, oftentimes it's like ten to five or ten to six, but nine to five is a nice one. Feeling really good. Woke up feeling really good. I expected to be more sore. Honestly, I tell you, I thought I was going to be more sore, but I feel pretty good still. A little stiff, a little swollen from moving, but dude, honestly, I don't really feel sore. I feel good. Um, actually, wouldn't mind going again. Um, starting on Monday might be a good time. I was trying to get it all checked out. We got a class today. Uh, the next one starts in, you know, half an hour. One after that's at noon. Both of them are not good times for Ina because she's like basically working usually from 11 to 1 with this nice couple uh, that need, desperately need her help. So, and she talks about it all the time. She's happy. She loves being a caregiver. She loves being able to help these people. And, you know, she's wiping people's butts. And, you know, she thinks some people might look down on her for finding pleasure and just. Being able to help people that can't do for themselves. I mean, she's a beautiful heart. So I definitely, definitely don't like seeing her suffer any more than anyone else. And man, she's been a great support uh, here in the journey and everything and, you know, doing, doing stuff. I mean, I, you know, totally appreciate having a partner around that is helpful and that we, you know, like, um, we like each other so much. I mean, I think it might be love. I mean, not absolutely. I love the hell out of her. So I hope that you get to experience that. I know relationships are rough. There's all these ups and downs. And you got to work and you got to communicate. And you got to both want something. And sometimes it just takes some talking. You know, sometimes it's it takes talking the other person into the vision of a better future because they're stuck too. You know, same thing I'm trying to do with everybody. Like I'm trying to also affect the people in my own lives so that they can feel empowered to do and be the best versions of themselves. You know, Ina's, Ina's not trying to be hell-bent on going out there and being a teacher or guide anyone on how to do this. Right now, she's just really happy to be helping people. And she people, they appreciate her because she's such a sweet, caring, loving, empathic person. She feels for people. She hurts for people. She... She's such an amazing person. Again, I just hope that you get to have somebody like that in your life too. I feel that I'm that way as well. So you've at least got me. I love you. And I'm hoping for the best for you, your outcome, your life. I want you to be the rock star, the hero that's in your story. I want you to go on this journey. And we can do it together. You can do it by yourself. You could do it with friends, you can do it with family, but oftentimes you'll find that, you know, friends and family aren't always nearly as supportive as you would hope that they would be. And it's not against them. It's just that sometimes we have needs, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever, that just can't be met by other people because they're not skilled, they're not trained, they've not go through the experience that just don't know how to cope with it, whatever it is. 
And it doesn't make any of these people any less valuable in our lives. It just means that it requires finding the right people, the right people to facilitate that for us. Like going to this gym. I found a gym. I found a training system. You got trainers in there that help you go through the exercises as we're going through the circuits and going from one stage to the next, you know, so there's guidance. It's not just, hey, do this, figure it out on your own. It's like, hey, this is the exercise we're doing. All right, practice that. All right, you're struggling for it. Here, let me help you figure this one out. We'll practice that and you figure it out and you get feeling better about it. And it's a lot easier to get uh, the results that you want. And for me, you know, I just, I just want more energy. I want to be more focused. And I know working out and getting out of the house and doing exercises and stuff is great. But I actually struggle going for walks around the neighborhood because of the way that the light is and I'm photosensitive. And sometimes I think I should just get like one of those blind person canes and I should like get a blindfold, just blindfold myself and and walk around outside with a blindfold cane. And man, maybe my brain would be a, a whole lot happier about being outside. But I managed to do it in spurts here and there. And, and I mean, I drove, drove to the gym back and forth twice yesterday we went one to go pick up our gloves and the second time to go back and do the workout so i uh, feel like i'm doing pretty good pretty functional myself you know and i know there's been several periods where i've not been okay to drive and i don't it's not worth the risk to me you know especially when uh, i got you know some help when i need it I don't have to be like struggling on my own anymore. It's not like in the beginning when it was just, you know, me trying to figure out what the hell was going on. You know, girlfriend that would come over once every 30 days, have sex with me, we'd have a good time. And then just where I'd get worn out and I'd need a break before it would end. It would need it to end before it would. And it just would never end. And then I'd be like 30 days later and, and, you know, finally feeling okay. Hey, it's been a month. How you doing? Why don't you come over and murder me some more? I mean, no, I mean, I don't mean it that way. It really felt that way. It was accidental. It's nobody's fault, really, as much as everybody's just trying to figure this out. But it was hell. You know, dating somebody that you like, that you, you know, you want to be with, that you're, you know, struggling to figure out how to make it work and just can't figure out how to make it work without your your nervous system attacking you for it, you know, your body, your brain, just going crazy, going, no, fuck you, no, fuck you, yeah, you know, your brain can get mad at you, it just starts telling you, fuck you, man, like, you need to figure it out, that's often, that's all it is, it's like tapping on the shoulder, it's like, hey, look, there's more to life, and you're not paying enough attention, and oftentimes, we're all guilty, I know I am guilty all the time of trying to distract myself from the way that I feel for the moment or, you know, some of the pain I might be going through or the confusion. Um, I mean, I feel like that that sometimes what you need is a distraction. We call it a pattern interrupt, but it needs to be a pattern interrupt and not a new pattern that just keeps you interrupted. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, if you're finding yourself stressing out, freaking out, you know, if you're finding yourself in low energy, a lot of these things, you just do a pattern interrupt and you can change your state of mind. You can change your energy level. You can change the way that you function. And, you know, other times you just need some rest. There's nothing wrong with needing rest. There's, there's something wrong with punishing yourself 
and not getting it. Uh, it's just oftentimes we feel like, you know, you might sleep too much and you don't get enough done. And really sometimes all you really need to get done is make it through the day, <laughs> make it through the weekend, make it through the class, make it through your job, whatever it is. Sometimes you just got to survive. And then you got to get to the point where you're doing more than survive. And this is kind of like the whole cycles of everything. I mean, you think about it, you know, winter, it's all barren. Most of the the trees have no leaves unless you're dealing with, you know, some some winter um, fruit trees and stuff like that. There's some stuff that grows great in the winter. But for the most part, you know, like the oak tree loses all its leaves. You know, it's often understood that winter is relatively barren. And then you get around to spring and life comes back from this barren, dead state of less activity. This restful, peaceful kind of, you know, hard to find food state in your area because it doesn't really grow. So you're stuck with potatoes and beets and root vegetables and stuff or, you know. So grocery stores are great. We don't have to suffer and worry about food stuff anymore. So that's the other thing. Like you need to make sure you're you're eating good so that you're feeling good. So so we ate before we went to the gym. We like made some fish and and ate before and just because normally six o'clock is my eat time and that's when we went to the gym. Uh, it worked out. It was good. So food is good. Um, fish, some nice protein. Uh, we did some potatoes and some some vegetables it was um asparagus so i like me some asparagus asparagus is a good vegetable um we actually have asparagus roots are uh, in our chinese medicine and they're great for the lungs and the kidneys and they help uh they're great for urination and clearing out damp heat so if you got like a uti um they're not bad for that it can make your pee a little smelly so some people get a little weird about that, but all in all, man, food, exercise, some good rest, and you're going to have yourself an amazing life, right? March is Epilepsy Awareness Month. Uh, like I said, last episode, I said I was going to try to get on here and do a little better about doing this uh, daily thing. And man, I even failed on social media at getting on there every day. It was just uh, I'll get into that one in a second about why. So, you know, the day one thing, I'm going to cover this one real quick. I actually took a few notes um, to kind of think about it because there's a lot. You can ask the question. The first question is like, who am I? You know, who am I? Because you might not know who I am. You might hear my voice or hear some of the stories, but you know, I might not know who I am or like what I believe or what I stand for. Or any of that. You might just know I'm some dude that has epilepsy and you think I hate doctors or I hate drugs or something. And, you know, I don't hate doctors. And I appreciate pharmaceuticals that can properly address, you know, the problems and situations. I mean, they do great things when they work. But, you know, when you find yourself uh, without the answers you need, you have to do the route without drugs i can't prescribe drugs i'm not a doctor with a i'm not a medical doctor so i can't prescribe drugs uh licensed acupuncturist uh, up until 2015 when i put my license on hold because uh, i was too sick to work anymore i couldn't do uh, the continued education requirements i couldn't do the reading 
I couldn't do the classes. I couldn't go be around people. I couldn't, I couldn't do any of it. I couldn't be an acupuncturist anymore. I couldn't do anything but survive. So I'm a survivor. I know I'm a survivor. I'm pretty hell-bent on being as healthy as I can. Uh, I do know that I'm not a perfect human being. There is no such thing as a perfect human being. I have a lot of self-confidence, but at the same time, I'm always questioning myself. Am I doing the right thing? Is this the best way to do it? You know, there's times I could question, like, you might ask me, I, what, what makes me the guy to, to create a movement, you know, about people being empowered, you know, to be the best version of themselves? to understand that we can have this global consciousness, this movement that empowers our brains, our bodies, our spirits, that we can be a human being and still be imperfect and yet be amazing and perfect at the same time. Perfectly imperfect. You know, the way that you are, like what we deal with, it's amazing what we can get through. It's amazing what we deal with. So, um, I am definitely a survivor. Uh, I'll be 46 this year. Uh, I'm left-handed. Um, my problem with my epilepsy is mostly in my right brain. Uh, I have stroke-like epilepsy. So uh, in the beginning, I wasn't sure if I was having a seizure or if I was having a stroke. So there was one time I was actually in Sacramento trying to figure everything out because after I'd run away from L.A., and that was like, I fell down in the chair and like they're wheeling me over to the thing. I was like, I don't know if I'm having a seizure or a stroke. It gets hard. The Everything gets all weird. Like, oh, kind of that particular seizure type gets kind of tense. And then, you know, uh, it's just hard. It's hard to talk. It's hard to communicate. Um, I'm still, still pretty much conscious. I just, uh, I guess it might be more termed semi-conscious. I'm totally aware of what's going on, but for the most part, I can't open my eyes. I can't engage with stuff the way that uh, I normally would. And then um, sometimes I can react, I can move, I can say something, but it's not like an intentional thing. It's kind of like a reaction. Like when I was at the VA hospital that time, I like, I don't know, I, I said my name, my social, my date of birth, typical military um prisoner of war situation they tell you when you get captured when you're a prisoner of war or whatever like that's all you're supposed to tell them you're not supposed to give anything away but we all know at some point you know they teach torture you long enough that you'll just tell them whatever whatever they want to hear so they'll shut up and leave you alone so at some point everybody's gonna break it's kind of like what we're all taught <clears throat> in the military there's uh something called sears training i didn't do it but I know some people that did as part of the military, uh, special forces training stuff. They go through Sears training, which is basically simulation of being a prisoner of war. And they literally get a uh, waiver, a one month waiver for like mental sanity. Like if they lose their shit and kill somebody, they're like basically got a fucking kill a person for free. Uh, get out of jail card, free card for just because they just got tortured for 30 days and quite possible it's going to be a little residual effect from that <laughs> oh man i'm telling you stuff you don't know sometimes you just 
you want to continue not knowing. But hey, whatever. It's interesting. I personally rather know what's going on than know what's and have somebody lie to me about it. It's my big thing is about telling the truth. And if you can't improve, you can't make changes, you can't adjust, you can't become the next best version of yourself. If you're lying to yourself or people are lying to you about themselves or lying to you to get their way or if you're lying to them to get your way like seriously the best thing to do is to learn to be honest with yourself with the people around you and to be accountable for your own honesty and don't don't be don't realize that calling people out on their bullshit is not always going to get you the results that you want so i'm one of those guys i grew up being punished by parents always thought I was lying or I don't know, whatever. I was just telling the truth. I get punished no matter what I said. So I just said the truth all the time. I was going to get punished either way. What did it matter? I was going to be punished either way. So I got, I just enjoyed telling the truth. You know, just got used to being in trouble all the time. Got used to being somebody upset because whatever. It was way, it was interesting how offended people were at you not buying into the story that they're trying to tell you or, you know, you not, buying into their bullshit or you're not bowing down to their bullying or whatever. So, um, I also love to play music. I love music. Uh, when I was 15, I was in a band. Uh, my guitarist, uh, passed already. Yeah. Suicided himself a while ago. Um, but I, I used to play guitar, but we needed a bassist. So I, I put the guitar down and I picked up a bass. We knew a bunch of guitarists. We didn't know any bassists. So I I filled a need. I filled a need. I found a spot or problem that nobody had solved yet. So I became a bassist so that we had a bassist for our band. And then the two of us went and we worked our way through a bunch of different singers and drummers until I uh, ran away uh, to Florida. So uh, I sing. I now play piano. I've been to college. I played uh, keyboard. I learned keyboarding in college for like two years. Um, and I play electric bass. I've got an acoustic electric and, uh, Dave's got a stand up out there. There's a stand up bass that I like to play. Uh, before he got in trouble, him and I did some camping at some bluegrass events and stuff and got to play some bluegrass with him. So a lot of fun playing with other people. I love playing music. Um, but I'm limited on where I put my energy, what I can do. So I can only do stuff for so long. <clears throat> I can't read music because of my epilepsy. Because one of my things is communication epilepsy. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's actually kind of a, one of the more rare epilepsies. But um, I have trouble with reading, writing, uh, talking with people. So listening, trying to find the right words. So literally communicating, which I think is ironic. I was talking to somebody yesterday about the irony of this, that my epilepsy is communicating and like my big skill is communicating. I feel that I'm really good at explaining things, breaking things down in a much more digestible manner. And oftentimes things get lost in translation. And uh, I try to make sure that nothing is lost when you go from one system to the next, because it's really easy. Just people don't think. People don't understand. Um, most people haven't had to be me. So I don't blame them. Like, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had to be me if it wasn't for the fact that I was me. 
Um, <laughs> so if you like to play guitar or bass, there's this amazing little video game called Rock Smith 2014. You can actually plug your guitar and bass into it. I bought this a long time ago. I like to use it once in a while. But it's it's not just a game. It's a simulator. It's amazing. You can learn to play these songs, and it's all done kind of with the tablature style of Guitar Hero. Um, but you can slow the songs down to like 50 speed, and you can speed it all the way up to 100% speed. You can do sections at a time, and it can help you learn a song. And it's really, really, really cool. So I got a few songs that are like super fast that I'm amazed that I can play. And there's some other stuff that is super fast that I'm just like, wow, this is like going to take me a second to learn because a lot of it just turns into you need to know the the rhythm and the pattern that you're using to ever to be able to play this song. Because a lot of it, it just becomes that tempo and you keep that tempo going like most of the song. And that's the only way you're going to play it because it doesn't, it's hard. Uh, just music is interesting. So hopefully you play some kind of instrument or you're into art or some kind of expressionism, whether it be, you know, writing stories or whatever. I mean, I honestly, I think the best thing you could do for yourself is find a way to be creative, to use your imagination, to do some expressionism and express like these things and oftentimes sounds and colors and you know words they they are so beautiful and amazing and inspiring to others so i mean we have some great people that have some amazing art i'm hoping to have this one lady on here soon i have not invited her yet um but she's a fellow acupuncture i mean fellow epilepsy warrior that is drug resistant gave up the drugs and i've been listening to her story she, we've been talking on ig for a while but man she she inspires the hell out of me with her stuff and she's just doing so much more and getting so much accomplished and you know just i'm inspired by people's stories so i know that you hearing other people's stories of success can help inspire you too and but she does this art and it was amazing there's just one thing she did and i was like whoa i would totally buy that from you and she's like yeah i don't sell my art i'm like i don't i understand because i don't i haven't really sold much of mine either i like my art so I've given, given, done some pieces to give to people, but you know most of the stuff I've drawn for myself uh, you know, are kind of for myself. So I don't know if you've ever seen any of my pieces on uh, social media. I just posted one yesterday on Instagram and Facebook. It's uh, Edward Moontz, The Scream. I did a copy of it. It's all uh, Sharpie markers and rulers. So the lines are all straight and it's got a little more kind of, color abstract thing it was kind of neat a little takeaway from the uh flow of it really just sharp uh really really neat uh, and i did a, a black and white uh, that i drew by hand that was to be contrasted to it the kind of yin yang balance they came out equally amazing that i haven't posted in a while i got to figure out where the picture of that one is because that one's absolutely beautiful too so but yeah art i love art i love being able to do stuff i love uh, I play, play video games. I've been playing video games since I was a kid. I actually think video games can be quite therapeutic and that they've done a lot to help me with my personal recovery uh, from my epilepsy and stuff. I've uh, been using them as neurological repair stuff. I can't play a lot of stuff in first person. There's even a lot of games I just can't play in third person because they're too flashy and photosensitive. 
uh, it makes life hell. And, you know, sometimes if I play a video game too long, it, you know, brings me too close to, or gives me a focal aware seizure. So I'm like having an aura from it. Um, I try to be mindful of that. I realize that sometimes we just want to be distracted from our problems. And that's, and sometimes we're actually doing something to benefit ourselves. So hopefully we can, you know, find a balance within ourselves that you can do the same thing. Make sure you're having fun, make life fun, but don't let fun become, you know, the problem that's holding you back from getting better. Um, one of the other things I do is I drink too much coffee throughout the day for sure. Um, I love coffee. I, I've loved coffee for a while, but I do realize it does attacks on my brain, uh, my digestion, my, um, you know, it, so can, working on drinking more water. It's a whole lot easier when I'm going to the gym because then you're like sweating stuff out and you're like craving water and drinking water. And I don't like cold water. So room temperature or warm, usually I like warmer water. It feels better on my stomach. Um, super, super awesome. I love uh, Chinese herbs. I love acupuncture. Um, let's see, I get up every day between five and six o'clock in the morning. I like to go to bed at nine to 10 o'clock at night. I uh, personally believe in a routine is incredibly important. It's important. doesn't matter if you work or not. You find a time that you get up same time every day. Go to bed the same time every day. That way you got it. You know what you're doing. You can prep for it. You're prepared for it. And it's a whole lot easier. You're, you'll, you'll sleep a whole lot better. I'm telling you. I sleep with earplugs in. I sleep with a mouth guard so that I can't grind my teeth. Or if I have a seizure in my sleep that I don't know about, I'm not, you know, uh, my jaw's feeling better. Um, I also sleep with a, a mask over my eyes. I think it's important to keep all the the light pollution out of your brain. I think it's important to keep all the noise pollution out of your brain. It's all pollution. It's all stuff that your brain is trying to process while you're trying to sleep. And you know what? I want my brain to be happy and calm and relaxed. And I, I want you to be able to find that state too, which is why I'm telling you these things. This is what I do. And you can try it. Some people think it's a little weird or like, I can't put nothing on my ears. And it's like, dude, I would much rather get used to something being on my ears, which I did, then have seizures from sirens from the cop cars driving by or the fire engines driving by with their sirens or the ambulance or whatever. Any of that stuff making noises out there. Uh, the dump trucks going beep, beep, beep. That just murder my soul. So I hate that those sounds. I used to drop to my hands and knees walking up the street when the cops would go by, I have to go to my hands and knees and put my hands over my ears just so I wouldn't have as far to fall. <laughs> oh, man. So um, I eat breakfast. I try to eat breakfast at about eight o'clock every morning. I try to do lunch about 12 o'clock every day and dinner. I like at 6 p.m. every night. Uh, this is a routine. My body like realizes it wants to eat and you know, I make sure I'm trying to address these things. Sometimes I'm a little hungry before eight o'clock. You know, sometimes I'm a little hungry before, you know, six o'clock. I find that if I skip breakfast, I'm, I end up eating a meal at three o'clock. So I do one at 12, three and six instead of doing one at eight, 12 and six. So I try not to skip meals, but I find sometimes in the morning you just don't want to eat. Um, my best solution to that has been protein bars because I love uh, 
Cliff Protein Bars, uh, good quality product, good flavors, high in protein, low glycemic index, which is really important when you're dealing uh, with being a healthy human being. You want the low glycemic index. You need carbs because carbs are healthy, but you don't need all the excess of sugars and crap that they like pack into that stuff. So high protein, because keto diet talks about having the appropriate amount of protein, but they don't tell you what that appropriate amount is. They just tell you a high fat. So quality fats like coconut oil, um, man, avocados, avocado oil is good too, but coconut oil actually has an anti-epilepsy effect. So coconut oil is really good for you. So I recommend eating that one. Um, I put dimmer switches in most of the rooms in this house because I'm photosensitive. I have a big giant television, but it's hard to watch because uh, it's a lot of colors. So I use uh, just a lot of light. It's big. I wear sunglasses. I don't focus on the details as much as I let the audio description tell me what's going on with stuff. So I'm like, all right, what am I supposed to be seeing? It's actually really, it helps like when I want to watch something. Um, I don't feel like I'm missing out. I have a little narrator tell you what's going on. It's kind of like somebody reading a book to you. It's kind of nice, which means I like. I've been getting into audiobooks a little bit more. I got a bunch of audiobooks to finish listening to. Um, so there's dimmer switches everywhere. I wear sunglasses indoors. Um, I drive a coupe with a limo tented windows. So the back windows are all limo tented. It makes it a whole lot easier to deal with it being bright when I'm driving and stuff. And at night with the lights behind me, and I got those visors that extend out so I can flip them down in front of me and kind of block out. The headlights of the oncoming traffic. Um, I've learned these little tricks to just kind of help me so that I can drive and do these awesome things. I mean, I know Ina needs a break from driving all the time. So she likes being taken care of and to be able to drive her to these places. And, you know, when I need to go to the doctor's visits, she's always there for me trying to take me to the doctor's visits and stuff. Um, last year, I finished up uh, what's called the Knowledge Broker Blueprint, or KBB, as well as the uh, Digital Product Services. These are both things that were done by Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi for um, how to make, how to teach, how to make courses, how to make programs, how to make these um, offers, how to make people um, find you, how to make, how to solve problems, how to figure out what it is that you do, why you want to do it, and how that you're going to deliver it. So the big focus on these uh, lately has been the mastermind.com, which I struggle with the reading and writing thing. And their communications are all text, but email based, and it takes 24 hours to get a response. And after a week of not getting my problem solved, I just kind of lost my shit and pretty much canceled my account with them because, uh, I shouldn't feel that frustrated. It shouldn't be that hard. At least when I get on um, Russell Brunson's stuff and I'm dealing with the click funnels, like I, man, their customer service is awesome. They got chats. I can do live chats. They like, if they're busy, they get back to me within an hour or two. Like, it's awesome. Like, seriously, I feel like I'm well taken care of. And I was a founding member for Mastermind and I was paying the premium. You know, I was paying, you know, so I felt like I should have gotten taken care of a whole lot better than I was. So if you remember, I was going to do uh, 
the challenges and put them on a mastermind site. But man, it just was so hard just trying to get them to help me help myself. You know, I couldn't get my assistant on there if I was less retarded or stressed out or whatever. I, I probably would have just had her log in as me and do the work that I needed. But I just was trying to do it so that we could both be logged in and go over the information at the same time. And man, whatever. So uh, I'm a huge fan of marketing. Uh, was, honestly, I love business. I love businesses, the ability to help people. Help other people solve problems, solve problems that they have not found solutions to before in their life. One of my favorite things as an acupuncturist I would hear all the time was I've been dealing with this for 10 years and I have never found relief. This is the first time that this has not bothered me after one treatment. So to me, I have seen the power, you know, of my patients saying, hey, this is amazing. And I know what people can endure because I see them endure it for decades. I've endured so much myself. You've endured so much every day of your life that you've put up with having your seizures, your epilepsy, you know, all the other illnesses and stuff that might be in your life. You've got migraines. If you've got an upset stomach all the time and difficulty uh, digesting food because you're in fight or flight and all that cortisol is built up in your stomach and cortisol is the stress hormone if you don't know yet. So that's why it's really good to get hugs and massages and stuff because, you know, one of the answers to uh, stress hormone is touch hormone, oxytocin. Oxytocin is the, the love hormone. It's basically... You know, it's a bonding hormone. You get it stimulated through touch. That's why it's good to have hugs. That's why it's good to go get a massage. Sometimes you're like, man, I just really could use some oxytocin and a massage sounds great. So uh, dopamines is often what people try to replace um, life with. So the best dopamines occur when you're exercising. Like yesterday when I was exercising, I love exercising. I love working out. I love Tai Chi. I love lifting weights. I love punching a punch bag, kicking a kick bag. I love being active. I hate watching it on TV. I hate watching sports. I like watching MMA fights. I don't know. I just love watching a good fight. It's just been kind of my thing. Guys that agree that they want to fight as opposed to uh, people that are getting jumped and you got to fight to survive your life. Uh, totally different kind of fighting style. I'd much rather do the competitive, friendly Let's get it on. I'm going to murder you in a very nice, champion-friendly sort of way um, and expect the same back. It's just uh, competition is fun. So uh, I, I used to like to compete more. I used to play football without pads when I was in the military. Uh, dude, I, I was the center. Um, big guy, so pretty good at that. Um, let's see. That's you know, I really enjoyed last year. One of my favorite things was going to Funnel Hacker Live. Uh, after all this COVID stuff and everything that had been going on and being trapped, not being able to get enough. And last year, I would have had a bilateral inguinal hernia surgery. I, uh, you know, I had a lot going on. Glenn passed away. Um, that was the 98-year-old man that I was taking care of with Ina. Um, you know, so much happened. Dave came back, which was nice. I like having Dave around. You know, definitely like seeing my friend doing better with his life. 
You know, I've, I've thought of him as a little brother for a very, very, very long time. He's the same age as my youngest brother. You know, I see a lot of them in each other. And, you know, I kind of understand, you know, where everybody is coming from on their stuff. So, man, I'm super proud of proud of him, like, for being able to turn his life around. You know, he's I think he's a great guy. Super excited and passionate about his stuff. He loves steam engines and trains, which is super cool. He's fat, you know, he's into motorcycles. And I wish I could be, but with my epilepsy, I'm way more worried about having a seizure and hurting myself on a motorcycle than I would be in a car. So I haven't uh, jumped on that one yet with my photosensitivity. And, you know, obviously we got to wear a, a helmet. So I got to make sure there's a, a visor that will work that's big enough for me. So I might need a special helmet with a different visor because that's how I block the light out of my face is visors. Um, but I'm sure there's a way to deal with it. I would love to go go, go do some more camping with him because I like that. Um, I like all the different kinds of music and stuff. Um, but yeah, I just, I love progress in my life. Um, I mean, I know that it's, it's full of ups and downs and, you know, it might not be all roses and rainbows, but you know, I mean, it, it's got, it rains before you're a rainbow. So, you know, people appreciate the rainbow, but they sometimes forget to appreciate the rain and the food that grows from it and, you know, all that other stuff. So, um, for the most part, I feel like I'm a caring, loving person. Um, I'm, I'm concerned about the people in my life. I don't always have the best answers or the ability to uh, process it all. I'm a human being. I don't know everything. I only know what I can figure out. So I do my best to share that with the people in my life. And I'm definitely looking for more people to be in my life that are looking for solving their problems. So we're working on uh, putting together some more stuff, some more uh, solutions coming up. I still have that one pager available that you can check out for uh, the herbal medicine stuff. And uh, I'm going to try to get back on here tomorrow and we'll drop uh, something else about what's going on. So hopefully you got a little better idea about me, who I am, kind of what epilepsy stuff I go through without me getting into the nitty gritty of it all. So we're going to let you go right now and hope you have yourself a wonderful morning afternoon evening whatever time it is wherever you at right now it is always now so make sure you are living the best now you're making your now the best you can that you're trying to find the dream life and the way to get to a life that you can be proud of for yourself and for the other people in your life too so it might just be that your i need out of my pain and suffering sometimes it's hard to be going after these dreams of like uh, what is possible, what your beautiful life could be. If you, you know, find something that you like to do, if you become passionate, if you teach, if you, you know, find ways to make lots of money, because there's lots of ways, especially online to make money. And this is one of these things I love to do is talk about how to make money. So, and I do it from a very ethical standpoint because sales is service. I mean, if you aren't offering people an opportunity to better themselves, so many times I have paid people for shortcuts to try to better myself. So I don't have to spend years trying to figure it out. I'm like, all right, well, what did I not figure it out yet? You look at a website when you're doing business and you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. You just see a website, but you don't know about the email system or any of the other, the phone system or any other stuff that's going on in the background. 
So there's a lot of stuff that people don't know and they're not aware of. And, you know, I'm super excited about trying uh, to be an epilepsy warrior and, and run a business that is based on helping other people be the best versions of themselves. I mean, that makes me proud about my efforts, you know, that I am trying to do something noble and I'm trying to find other people that want to do the same thing with me. So we're going to be making this an amazing adventure, amazing life for you, me, and everyone else that we can for our community. So we're going to talk to you real soon and take care of yourself like you matter because you do. And I just want to say thank you for listening, taking the time to listen to this, to hopefully find some solutions, some empowerment, some motivation, and yet even better, some actions that you can take to make your life